This is an average fan podcast hosted by Benny Hanna. Continue to like, rate, and subscribe. Make sure to share. Now streaming on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. You are now listening to the In and Out podcast hosted by L. Jones. How we doing out there? How we doing? How we doing? This is the In and Out Hoops podcast. Y'all in for a treat today. Hey, we got a special guest today on the show. Real ecstatic, real hype to have him on. And it's going to be pretty cool, man. We're going to talk some NBA, man. Some post-All-Star break. Because we know it just kind of left a bad taste in our mouth, right? So we're going to try to move on from that. And then we're going to really try to see what the season may hold for some teams. We're going to get into it. But first, y'all... I like to for y'all to welcome Jockey to the podcast, yo, yo. y'all. What's good, I'm man? Good. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing great, man. It's a good day. I appreciate you having me on. Be able to share my thoughts with you and everybody else. Hey, it's man. Good. It's an honor to have you take time out today to just kick back, man, and just talk talk some NBA, man. Just talk some sports. You know what I'm saying? So. And then, of course, it's Black History Month, so we know how that goes. So, (laughs) (laughs) hey, man, we had news yesterday. Nate McMillan out in Atlanta. All the drama between him and Trey seemed like it came to a boiling point. I mean, do we kind of feel like this might have been an ultimatum move? I don't know if it was an ultimate move per se because it's just like who's really that's like a no brainer, you know. You're not who is Nate versus Trey. Like Trey is pretty much he's the team, he's the city. So like no one's really gonna be like, you know what, we're gonna, we're gonna trade Trey Young because we believe in this coach that much. I just feel like maybe it was a power move, maybe on Trey's like stance. As far as just like, look, I just don't want this guy here no more, so we just go ahead and get rid of him. But ultimatum. If it was, it was a no-brainer. It ain't taking but two minutes to make that decision. Like, we're getting rid of the coach. Like, we're not right. going to get rid of our stuff. Like, and, and it's crazy because I look at it from the aspect of, all right, Atlanta had hit a little low before. You know, Nate obviously came in. They they went through multiple co- multiple coaches. Uh, the Lloyd mm-hmm. Pierce era, you know what I'm saying? You get Nate in. You start getting some wins, some success. Man, you're a mm-hmm. couple games away from the NBA Finals. Yeah, and now it's Oops. like you bring in Dejounte Murray, who, man, I've been on my podcast many a times just talking about. I felt like Trey really needed some help in that backcourt, and then they went out and got Dejounte, and I'm like, man, they they gonna go crazy this year. Boy, was I yeah. ever wrong? <laughs> <laughs> man, I feel like he's been having a little bit of a better year than Trey, just like as far as consistency. It, um. I don't know. You you told no lies there. And see, that brings me to my devil's advocate point. The Hawks need to get rid of Trey. What? They need to get rid of Trey? I'm not, to be honest, I'm not all the way mad at that. I mean, buy, ho- buy low, sell high. I just don't. I really need to hear who you're getting in exchange for Trey Young. Like, that's the only way. I wouldn't get rid of him for nobody. Correct. Um, I definitely wouldn't force like you know, but if it was like a, so like let's say KD when KD was available, they was like, look, you really like Trey Young, you know, or even Kyrie, 
like, okay, at least you're getting, like, a comparable guard, or you're getting, like, a superstar, you're, you know, with KD, you're getting, like, a Hall of Famer. If you're, like, Jimmy Butler, that's somebody else with, like, another guard, but if you're, like, okay, we'll trade Drew Holiday or Chris Middleton for Trey Young, hell no, I'm not, I'm not doing that person. I like Drew, I like Chris, but not for Trey, so I feel like that's not a bad take, but he has to be somebody really, like, excited. I got you know? it. I got it. So, Trey Young went to school at Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma has one of the most talented field rosters full of young players. If Atlanta could somehow swing off a deal and swing back SGA, and you send Trey to <laughs> OKC, and then it's mm-hmm. it might work out for both sides, right? If you get... Chet comes back with OKC. You got Chet, Giddy, Trey Young. Trey Young back in Oklahoma. Atlanta, you got a backcourt. Atlanta, you got a backcourt of DeJounte Murray and SGA. That's crazy. Atlanta, hear me out now. You know what I'm saying? I'm open. I can make some moves (laughs) for you. I'm just saying. So, because I'm with you, right? You have to get something back for Trey if you're going to, if you're really going to let him go. Um, mm-hmm. I just felt like, like you said, and I agree a hundred percent, this is straight up power move for Trey Young. Like, Hey man, yeah, McMillan got to go. He's got to go. And I'm not mad at that because McMillan is more expendable than your superstar. But if they don't make that move now, this gets worse. And then he walks. So I don't think he really want to be there right now. No, and it's crazy because he fits in with the culture of Atlanta so well, but him being the Oklahoma boy, yeah. So I thought that was kind of interesting, man. And I mean, like I said, Atlanta was a couple games away. I mean, they broke Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, like. <laughs> so they broke Ben Simmons. Period. Like he has not recovered since he that hasn't. moment. Like he, you know. So they did something. That's that's facts. So that's facts. we like got idea. what you got. Oh no! I'll just say I like I like that idea of SGA for. I feel like that's a good. I feel like, I mean SGA is. You could argue that he is better than Trey, but like you could also argue that with Giddy, and I feel like that I feel like OKC would benefit from a pure scorer. They would. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I mean that young that young threesome would be awesome though. That young threesome of Giddy, Trey, and Chet. Chet comes back. It's like ooh. I just don't know why OKC would do that. Like, I guess, like, I personally, I just don't know why. They, right. I like the trade, though, but it's just like, we have a guy that could play defense, That's rebound, true. as well as score and assist. That's true. Not like trade necessarily, but like, SGA can give me 15 and 10. But so I don't, I think like, with him, just them Oklahoma ties, right? Like, you, know, you make that move to kind of bring, because one thing I think OKC has been missing since like the Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook, James Harden era, their crowd mm-hmm. was always just crazy. Like they always had like mm-hmm. sellout crowd. Like even in the playoffs, they went with like the college theme of, you know, having the fans dressing in different colors. So it really gives that that home court advantage. And that's facts. Granted, going through a rebuild is tough. I mean, even for the diehard fan, you like, man, you got to turn the corner sometimes. So. You lose a little mm-hmm. revenue with Trey, you can generate that hype back. And then you That's can sell nice. that product of, man, we got probably the best three young up-and-coming trio out here because I love SGA, man. I mean, 
I wouldn't want to move off of it. If I'm OKC, I'm laughing at that deal, but at the same time, it's like, (laughs) it's a business. It is a business. So, I mean, I might lose SGA, but man, what can I, I could beef my pockets up with this if I bring Trey in. So, yeah. And he spaced the floor better than SGA, too. Like, he can shoot from half court. Exactly. He's a a better passer. Like, I I definitely, I like like that idea. That's a pretty good idea. I never thought about that. That's a pretty good, I think both sides honestly can win. I think both sides can definitely win. They can. So if Trey, probably he will stay, it will look like he will need a new head coach. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we just saw Joe Missoula. He got locked up by Boston. Boston went ahead and just made him the – and that's crazy. That's crazy as well, too, because I never saw that coming. Um, Yeah, me neither. I did not see Joe Missoula being this type of coach, and it really speaks volumes to the team and the culture that is actually in place in Boston. But it's hell of a <laughs> yeah, could M- could we see Ime Adoka in the A? We could if organizations were smart, but no, it's gonna <laughs> be Steve Nash. If Trey Young is still there, Steve it's Nash. Be Steve Nash. Ooh. I, I've been saying this for months. I have a strong feeling it's gonna be straight because Trey Young. I think Steve Nash might, might be like his uncle or something, like or like his godfather or something like that. So I feel like. If they really are trying to appease trade, because I feel like they're going to trade John Collins because of trade, I feel like they're really just trying to make it work because that's like their first superstar since who, like Josh Smith, Al Horford. Yeah. yeah. And those aren't even necessarily superstars. They were just like stars, really good players. But like Trey Young is like a real big brand, a real big name. So he is. He I is. could see Steve Nash being the coach just because I don't like Steve Nash because I, I was a Nets well, I'm a Kyrie fan. So ultimately, I was a Nets fan. And it was painful watching him coach games because he had no game plan. And, and that's why we see Kyrie really. I guess Kyrie, like we really don't, we really take for granted the knowledge that NBA players have, right? Because they play mm-hmm. the game at such a, such an effortless, just effortless level. Like it don't look like they're trying at all, and we take it for granted because when Kyrie said we don't need a coach, everybody scoffed at it. They were like. But this is the craziest thing you could ever say. And I get what he was trying to convey and how it came out. But when you look, like you said, when you look at Steve Nash, and I already, I'm like you, I knew that wasn't going to work because I'm like, man, this man's a, a D'Antoni disciple. It, it's not, it's, it's just not a good look. It was a bad decision to have two superstars get coached by somebody that's never. And Ty Lu was available at that point. Like there were people that were available to coach, and you chose, uh, you and you chose a player that both of your players are better than. Like mm-hmm. nobody's picking Steve Nash over Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving in the all-time draft. You know, maybe like some people that really look at those MVPs, like, but people that really know hoops and really want to win a game, no one's gonna say, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna take Steve Nash over Kyrie." Or no, no way. So how are two players that you've never coached, and I know I'm better than you, I'm supposed to listen to you? On a daily basis, that would make no sense. And it's crazy because they had the trio of James, Irving, mm-hmm. and KD. And now it's like they're all in three separate places. And mm-hmm. it's tough, mm-hmm. man. It's tough. I really wish, man, like to be honest, I wish Kyrie really would have been able to go to the Lakers. Um, oh, yeah, me too. I, I, it, and, and, I I got to take off the LeBron glasses, right? Because I like LeBron as a player. I've been watching him, you know, since he's coming to the league. And 
I kind of got to take the glasses off because he he playing tricks on me. It's like Russell Westbrook when he was talking about Pat Bell. He be tricking y'all like I'm acting like LeBron is not 38 years old, right? Like I'm looking at the way he's playing and I'm like, dog, boy, they get Kyrie next year. They might be straight. And I'm like, no. What I'm seeing is this team is struggling because A, it's built around AD. And AD is mm-hmm. never, never healthy. It's always something, you know, it's not like it's intentional, but it's always something with him. And LeBron doesn't have that same ability with the way the league is now to put the team on his back and just do it. Like he can't, uh-huh. he can't do it, but the man's been doing it so long. He can go out and give you 26, seven and seven in his sleep, like not trying. So man, he be tricking me, man. And it just, so it brings me to this, this, this new look Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. So when you heard the trade, what, what were your thoughts about, man, like, Lakers did what? They, okay, so they got off of Westbrook. Like, so what, how were you feeling about it? I feel like that team is beautiful right now. I'm I'm not gonna lie. Like, I personally, yeah, I, did I want Kyrie there? And do I feel like Joe Stein is real lame for sending him to the Mavericks instead? I mean, the Mavericks are cool. Him and Luca, whatever. But like, I would have loved to see Kyrie there. Granted, if they got Kyrie, they wouldn't have had um because they got D'Lo instead, and then again Malik Beasley as well. Yes. Um. So that that definitely helps. But like, as far as the Lakers, like how they are right now, with D'Lo, I think who would they two be? Beasley, maybe I yeah. guess LeBron, AD. Who's their starting center? Um. It's not. Bamba. I mean, Ooh. I would throw yeah, Bamba out there. I think Bamba. Would, I think. Yeah. Bamba I would be a problem, bench, especially if you have AD with that New Orleans mindset, right? Because defensively. Mm-hmm defensively if you don't have a switching team and that's what i can kind of see with this lakers team is just that they have some pieces where they can be so versatile so Uh if they they can match up with a denver because you can put a mo bamba in the ad at the four and the five it's hard you're gonna have to shoot threes on that team Uh good luck getting in the paint so but then also like you got jerry vanderbilt so you could run a small lineup. AD, he could play the five, or Bron could play the five. Either or, they'll be the four or the five. You put Vanderbilt at mm-hmm. the three, and then, like you said, with Malik Beasley and D'Lo running the show, then let's mm-hmm. not forget, you got Dennis Schroeder, who, man's been quietly balling this year. Like, I mean, he's not. He's a good piece. He shouldn't have turned down that money this time. Right, and great. I'm glad he did that because the way he was playing then and then saying he wanted the money, the two things weren't saying the same thing. Like, and now he's playing like he wants that, like the effort, the steel, like, so bro been hooping this year, but is it, is it hype with these, with these new Lakers? Is it hype or what is it? I I really think it's the LeBron effect. I really think it is. It is. I mean, I feel like they rival any team, I honestly feel like they rival any team in the NBA. Like right now, they just gotta they gotta make it click. They don't got that much time. They got like twenty two games. Yeah, yeah. Now they gotta make it click. You know what I'm saying? If they can find a lineup somehow where LeBron, LeBron's the best of the one, but I guess maybe he's since he's older now, you don't want him to have you know so much production. You want somebody else to. But you know, it's just like I just feel like that that team is as good as any team, especially with the depth they have. They still got LeBron James. AD played the way he's supposed to. D-Lo is a great 
the what third option. <laughs> really amazing. great. Really great. And I knew he wasn't going to work in tim- with the Timberwolves because Anthony Edwards doesn't really need a D'Angelo Russell. He don't. So like he don't. I feel like he can. He can run like he's not a point guard, but the way point guards play today, he can run that role. He can play that role. So I feel like I feel like this is going. I think this is a really good team. I wanted to make the playoffs because I, I think they can knock off any one or two seed. They can definitely beat the Nuggets because AD kills Jokic and, every time they play. That, and that's something yeah. I'm having trouble with. Um, with at least all these analysts and pundits out there, the guys who are supposedly paid to know this stuff, like. Why is no one really talking about Denver not being that top team? Like, yeah, everybody that's... talks about Denver like, oh, man, you know, Denver's this and that. They play good ball, but I have not seen Mike Malone take it to the next level with these guys. And like you said, yeah. man, AD, when he gets on, and especially if you go back to that bubble, man, he destroyed Jokic. I mean, he yeah. destroyed him that's like good. That AD was New Orleans AD, who we saw, who was just a monster. That was the guy who LeBron was like, you can send B.I., Lonzo, (laughs) like, send them all. Like, give me him. In which, man, not to get too off topic, but I felt like that was the demise of the Lakers when he sent them young boys off. Me too, man. We agree. Me too. I feel like they could have had something there special with Lonzo and B.I. and the way they play. Like, you don't say this man, B.I., reminds you of KD, and then, hey, man, you got to go. Like, no, (laughs) you keep him. They was up on the Warriors by 25 on Christmas before LeBron got hurt. So you like me. I remember it vividly. Like, man, they are destroying Golden State. This KD Golden State. A healthy Golden State. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, AD was a free agent like the next year. Yeah. So, or like something like I think he had like one more year on his contract. He did. So if you lucky, if AD really wants to be there, you would have got him for the free free. Comes to you in free exactly. Then maybe you still have all those young pieces. I think probably on two more years of a rookie. You got Josh Hart. You got Bi. You got Alonzo. You got Kuzma. Oh, like yo, like I, I don't like that decision to to trade all that for Anthony Davis and then be like, oh, we don't have an like you got one ring, which is cool, but like I don't know, you had you had a hell of a team and you just you gave that's what it LeBron up. do. That <laughs> LeBron do he 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 say, yo, trade this guy for this guy and that's cool, but yeah, so we definitely agree there. I, I, I like that team. And that goes back was... to his whole he don't trust younger guys. He has to be around the vets. And I just feel like it, it kind of cost him in a sense, man, because Mm-hmm. Yeah. you're making all these moves you're scrambling year after year to kind of make these moves when you could have already had your core already intact so you you got these young guys man you're out here you don't have to play 36 37 minutes all a night all these coaches they come in with the same mindset first thing they get asked by the reporters how are you going to manage lebron i'm not going to play him all these minutes next thing you know you look up 60 games in lebron is averaging 37 minutes a game then you ask him, well, why? <laughs> you know why? Oh, and he's just so great. I mean, so you know, Darvin Ham, he's got he's got a tough tough road ahead, like you said. Twenty Lakers right now, currently, uh, Lakers twenty three games remaining in the season. Okay, um, mm-hmm. they have the twenty fifth easiest schedule in the NBA. Okay, um, when we look at it, 
They got two games left. Now they got they got some hard series, y'all. Don't get me wrong. Like they got two games left against the Grizzlies, the Suns, and the Mavericks. So out of them six games, they might get one. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. they might they, get they one. They can get all six. They clearly can get all six, but yeah. It's gonna it be like tough. It. And then you got two games against the Jazz, OKC, and the Bulls. And the Rockets. So, out of the, out of that next set, you at least figure they should take both games against the Bulls and the Rockets for sure. The Jazz could be a toss up, and then OKC. OKC is really becoming a thorn in LeBron's side right now. SGA already put it out there. He said, "Look, you know, I tried to get me a dunk. <laughs> my man blocked my shot. I got something for him. Facts, facts. So." I mean, looking at this LA team, when we talk about is the hype real? Yo, they got some tough games, but they only have the twenty they, the twenty fifth ranked easiest schedule. So their schedule is not hard. The team that has the the toughest road ahead right now in the NBA, the toughest is Philadelphia. They have twenty five games left. Their road is tough because they will play. The Boston Celtics twice. They will play Milwaukee twice. They will also play the Pacers twice. Pacers are known to give you a tough game here and there. And then they have two against the Bulls. Now you got one against Denver, one against the Cavs, respectively. Memphis, Brooklyn, Portland, Washington, and Toronto. So strength of schedule, they got the hardest going forward. And... They might be comfortable where they're at, though, in the standings, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. Like, third, sitting at third in the East right now? I think that their team has a lot of potential, for sure. Embiid has been playing crazy. Like, James Harden is playing better. <laughs> Maxie's playing like, you know, he, he's playing like he's supposed to. Maxie's playing like an all-star. Look, that team's only going to go. It's only going to go as far as James Harden showing up in the playoffs takes him. Um, that I, I'm kind of out. I'm kind of out on anything James Harden does in the regular season because I know that man's a hooper. I know he can ball, but I have not seen James Harden take over any game, any series in his career in the playoffs. And yeah, I've seen him sell me some series. He sold me in Brooklyn. And I'll never <laughs> I mean, so bad. the Houston, so the bad. Houston James Harden, like he doesn't exist anymore. And <laughs> he doesn't. But the good thing is, I don't feel like he needs. I feel like he really is finding his role as, as with um, Philly as far as right now. He knows that. Look, give him beat the ball as much as I can. Let him get forty. I get a whole bunch of assists. I'm still going to draw attention. All he has to do. Is when people think, man, he sucks. He's not gonna hit no shots. Hit a three, hit a couple step back threes every game. Get to the lane, get some and ones. I'm like all he, he has to, he scored like fifteen points, twelve. He can play like Chris Paul. I mean, legit. Why can't he, can. he play like why, you know? Say why can't he play like Chris Paul? And then he, you know, just play a little defense. Use your body. Get the ball to MB. Get the ball to Maxi. You got shooters like because that's one team. Like, you know, he, 
that's one team, man. The pieces are there. Like you said, like everything's yeah. in house. What they have, like yeah, Tobias Harris. And when he steps up, man, I, I call him light skinned Paul George, man. Like Yeah. <laughs> dude can he he'll lock you down on defense. He he can shoot that three ball, he'll drive on you. He's long, rangy. And they're gonna need yeah. that. They're gonna need that because you're talking about you're gonna have to go up against either Giannis or Tatum and Brown. Mm-hmm. And that ain't gonna be easy. That is not going to be easy. Now, second, when it comes to strength of schedule, the L.A. Clippers, and that's a nice segue to them, talking about the Lakers. One former Laker, Russell Westbrook, finding his home out there in next door, in the basement, whatever you want to call it. He's staying at home. What do you think that, that move, right, with Westbrook to the Clippers, what do you think that does for the Clippers? Honestly, so by itself, it's like, eh, whatever. But the fact that they added Bones Highland, I think is great. They made some other moves too. So I feel like him off the bench, focusing on playmaking and like just just being a smart basketball player, bringing energy. I don't know. I got to see it because I'm, I like Russ, but I knew that that wasn't going to work with him and LeBron. From day one, I'm like, LeBron does not need, a, a ball dominant non shooting point guard. He's the point guard, so he doesn't need somebody else that can't shoot that's gonna dribble the ball and get turnovers. <laughs> I, it doesn't really make no sense. I agree. You I had hope that? for it because I guess I just like ball to a to a point where I really should have. I should have really followed my my instincts. My instincts is like like you said, like man, this ain't gonna work. But I had so much hope for it. I just don't understand where Russ Russ's jump shot just completely died. I don't I seen him in OKC just go crazy at times. Mm-hmm. It's like I think last year I don't know if it was purposely done, but it's like he forgot how to play basketball. You figure uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Like this man is a is a is a pro of pros. He's an all pro, he's an all-star. He'll probably be a Hall of Famer. Like my man literally was shooting shots like out of bounds, like high off the backboard. Yeah. Just <laughs> stuff you see kids like play in rec balls, like stuff you see ten year olds yeah. do. Like, and yes. you're like, dang, is it really that bad? Or was he making it look that bad? Because when Darvin Ham had him coming off the bench, I'm like, bro, they they're one piece away. Just don't trade Russ. Just do not trade Russ. And that's what they did because everybody's like, No, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, it did. you pay him way. He's way too big of a name. You pay him way too much money to have a role. Like his role on the team was don't mess it up. Yeah, it became like, that, that for role. real. It did because that of that role. first season. It's like, man, you're mm-hmm. terrible. Like just, bro, just mm-hmm. don't do nothing stupid. Like don't get out here just and don't do, do something dumb. Facts, facts. And I feel like with him being the OKC, I feel like he had so many shots to get in the rhythm. Like some games he could go. Let's just say two for nine for three, and no one really cared because he's by himself. Yada yada yada, blah blah blah. So like, no one's really killing him or whatever. And then they, you know, he has so many shots to learn and make mistakes, and no one's criticizing. Him. People are praising him for trying to do everything by himself. Present in L.A., you play with LeBron, and you're in Los Angeles. Like people are gonna kill you if you can miss one shot or make one bad turnover, and people are gonna make you the headline. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. You know his his room for area, it was a lot smaller. And then 
the energy, and I already knew, like, his energy was just, I, I could see him playing on the court, and I could tell he wasn't, like, happy. He wasn't, he, com- wasn't. he didn't know what to do. He didn't know that he wasn't comfortable. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know where to go. He's like, should I shoot this? I know the crowd doesn't want me to shoot. You can't, like, you can't be, a, like, playing any type of sport, but especially in the NBA, when you it's know not only everyone in the stadium, you know what I'm saying? Everyone in the stadium is watching you, and everyone on TV is watching you. And now, like, you have all that in your head while you're trying to play against the best players in the world. Like, that's not that's not good. Yeah, like you say, you're out there second-guessing yourself, and that's just – it's not good. So I feel like the Clippers can be, like, a new – I don't – no matter what, I don't think they're going to boot him like, like they did in Staples. Man, that Maybe man like, is finna come in there, and he's going to get that Pope treatment. Like, first home game, man, they're going to go wild. Like Yeah, they're going to they're gonna go crazy. Like, them ain't the same like, fans just, that was just booing him, right? Like – some of them <laughs> Clippers fans are Lakers fans. Like they, they're the I've same. Heard, yeah, they just like both. Yeah, yeah. like so. And, I think it's uh, scary for the Lakers in the sense that man, Russ really don't go nowhere, and you know how that goes. That's just added motivation. If you didn't need nothing, if the forty-seven million dollars wasn't enough, now I got something else to really go hard about. And I mean, they got a chance to kind of just keep the Lakers uh, out of the playoffs, obviously just give them an L. But I think this was the best for both situations. And it's crazy because yeah. he fits seamlessly with this team. Um, I think so. It's just I'm kind of out on him the same way I am with James. Mm. Regular season 82, I know what you're going to give me. I don't question it. But when it come crunch time, when it come playoff time, who gonna get it done? Yeah, get him off the court. Right. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's like you can't play closing time because you're such a liability. Like, uh-huh. like who would have thought that about Russell Westbrook? But it's like, bro, like, and just the dynamic with him and PG playing together in OKC, and you add in Kwai. <sighs> I like the mindset that they're going to have, but I feel like losing Reggie Jackson is going to hurt more than what people will ever know. Yeah. You got to hope Bones. That's what I'm saying. Bones Highland has to really like, he's good. So I feel like he can step up, but Reggie Jackson is a season. He knows his game. He knows his shots. Sometimes he'll do some crazy stuff, but he'll shoot you. Like, he won't really shoot you out of a game because I feel like he, especially with Ty Lue, I feel like he understands you know, his role, but he won't necessarily shoot. But he will shoot you back in the game. He yeah. will, like, you could be out of a game and he'll get you back in, but he also won't, like, you won't be up 20 that he starts, to, he takes six bad shots in a row and you're like, man, what'd you do that for? Like, he kind of, he understands his game. He's a seasoned vet. He so is. I feel like, you know, so it's definitely, it's definitely going to be, you really got to hope that Bones, like, does something. But I feel like also, most, more than anything, you know, you need, you really need PG to step up. That's who I'm most worried because he, even in the All Star game, he was the reason why LeBron team lost. Yes, I felt like that was the worst pick LeBron had because he made. He was like, bro, no way. PG does not really like. I just (sighs) think PG really just got the rival goggles on. Like he was bricking like hard. I'm like, dude, (laughs) like even LeBron isn't bricking like that. Like in the All Star game, no one's playing defense on you, bro. Like no one's playing. You're shooting wide open, shoot around shots. No one's playing defense. 
It's the, it was the shorts. I think it was the shorts he had on. They were just a little <laughs> bit too short. Like, he, he threw it back just a little <laughs> bit too much. Just a little bit too much. But, like, it's possible. if – and this is going to segue in, in into our last segment, which uh-huh. health, will, health will determine what the Clippers' ceiling really can be because the how they manage Kawhi Leonard these last 21 games is key. He will get a lot of rest in between these series so he doesn't have to worry about the back-to-backs and the traveling. So if they can keep him kind of fresh, they can be dangerous. But we've seen the Russell Westbrook story before, and I I don't like taking this angle because I like Russ, but sometimes data just don't lie, man. Like He has to be the outlier for the order in order for the Clippers to do with their thing, but health – Health has to be the main thing. And speaking of health, one team who everybody can't stop talking about right now is Phoenix, the Phoenix Suns. Pulling in KD, getting Devin Booker healthy. What are we really looking into right now in the Western Conference? Is it really the Suns Conference to lose as they got 22 games right now? They got a little difficult road too. They got two games remaining against the Lake Show, um, Giannis and his Bucks, and also the Joker and the Nuggets. So, and then you also got games with the Sixers, Mavericks, and the Clippers. So Phoenix has a tough road ahead, but they got KD. Though. They do. They do exactly, and I feel like that's the thing they got KD. They and got KD. A, I was a. I always felt that because I'm I'm a LeBron fan, so like I think he's the, the best player ever. You know, him and Kobe Bryant, best players ever in my game. So I always had like a like a, I always knew KD was cool, but I'm like he's not no LeBron. Then when he went to Golden State, most of those years I hated him. Then when he got hurt playing in the Toronto Finals, and I seen how different that team was when they didn't have KD, and then when he was on the floor for like. One quarter, though it felt like the whole series changed. He came out and made like five shots in a row. It was crazy. I had a newfound respect for him. Then he teamed up with Kyrie. So I get to watch this man literally take over games. He almost beat the Bucks by himself. It was a toe. He was a toe away from beating the Bucks by him. Who went to go win the championship? Yep. So he, I seen this man. Do some incredible things. Like he has earned my respect as far not that it matters to him, but he has earned <laughs> my respect as like a great, truly like like amazing player that can get it done. So I do feel like he is a huge expert. I don't know if it's their confidence to lose because only because the depth. I don't know if those four with DeAndre Ayton not being too consistent, Chris Paul disappearing in the most inopportune moments. Devin Booker being somewhat streaky and not really being a defender. I don't know if they're going to click perfectly. Um, and I feel like the I honestly feel like the Lakers have a better team cuz yeah, KD is great, but I don't I wouldn't say that KD is he's still a, a better shooter than LeBron, but I don't know if he's necessarily better. Like if he is, I don't think he's that much better player than LeBron right now, honestly. So then you got AD versus AD. I'm going to take AD over Aiden. So now you got Booker and Chris Paul. Chris Paul's cool, but, like, 
he's gonna get you assists. Cool, but I like I like D'Angelo Russell and Chris Paul's production to be about the same. Maybe not pedigree, but I like their production to be somewhat equal. Maybe not assists, but I feel like they'll both. Chris Paul might not even give you 17, 20 points. So I feel like Booker can not Booker. D'Lo can give you twenty points, seven assists. Right. So the the big X factor might be Booker. He has some, but I feel like with the with the depth that they have between Vanderbilt, Bamba, um, Beasley, I feel like if Booker gives you twenty five, I feel like all those players can give you seven, eight. So I feel like you know I feel like the production can be had somewhere else. I don't know. They don't have Cam Johnson no more. They don't have Mikael Bridges anymore. Yeah, Cameron Payne's not gonna see the floor. If he does, then it, like he's not really a, a player that you want to put out there. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not. So I, I don't know. Like I don't think the Suns are that. I feel like they are building something very good, and I hope they lose because that's why I want. I really want Kyrie to go there next year because that that would be insane. Man, that that Paul, would like, not be fair. <laughs> that would not be <laughs> fair. It would be fair. Say Chris oh Paul, my god! Like that would not be fair. <laughs> That That's would be I horrible. Mean, that would be horrible for the league. <laughs> that would be horrible. It'd be great for me though. Good, go to state, good night. Oh my. Good night. I'm trying to talk about man. You had a backcourt. A backcourt. Look, that thing got me. Even, I can't even talk right right now. So you got a backcourt of Kyrie Irving, <laughs> Devin Booker, because you you would send CP3 off or you know what I'm saying not resign him. Then you're talking mm-hmm. about your three is Kevin Durant. Yeah. Like, you could legit play four on five, and you might be straight, like, at least a good percentage of your games. Like, good God, that would be, ooh. I would stop watching the NBA. I think I would stop. Like, (laughs) I would stop. Yeah, that would be be crazy. Because that's that's what I'm rooting for. Because Phoenix Phoenix is really an anomaly. Like, they, right now, like, when I look at their roster, it's some things that stick out to me. Damian Lee is shooting a high clip from three, and... He married Be into nice. that Curry family, and I guess she had good genes. It got on him somehow. That the dude's just <laughs> knocking down threes like at a high clip. At one point in the season, he was shooting fifty percent three. So, yeah, you couple that with a guy like Tory Craig, who we know what he uh-huh. meant to Denver, and the scoring of T.J. Warren, it makes him dangerous. But you hit it on the head, uh-huh. and that's kind of where I'm at. With no Mikael Bridges and Cam Johnson, I think that will loom larger than the shadow of Kevin Durant right now because KD will fit in seamlessly. I think he will fit in so easy with this team. And I'm really going to question CP3's leadership if Durant doesn't fit in. Yeah, thanks. Like, how? How? Because he, 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 he could fit in there. He just needs the ball. And hey. you get the ball, his spot's even better, but he just needs the ball, period. And, and it's like they're, they're good in the mid-range, and they can shoot the three. Mm-hmm. So it makes them so yeah. dangerous because legit every guy, your top guys, can take over any quarter. Like, let's just feed the ball. Let's pound Aiden. Let's get Aiden at least 15, 14 points in the first quarter. Okay, mm-hmm. KD, Booker, I need y'all to go off in the second and third. Chris Paul, bring it home. Mm-hmm. It's tough to stop, but Mikael Bridges' defense, along with what Cam Cam did on defense and his shooting, man, I really mm-hmm. think that's gonna it's gonna be missed. I mean, I like yeah, TJ Warren, but TJ Warren is really not Mikael. He's not what Mikael brings to this team. Like, they have enough scoring to be honest. They don't. They need 
they kind of have like the Nets problem. Like before yes. they got all those six nine people. Mm-hmm. Like I like how the Nets built the perfect team for KD and Kyrie. After KD and Kyrie left, they literally built a championship team. They they, they slick got better though. Like just team yeah, wise, just team wise. <laughs> Like it's like one, it's like a two K team. I mean, it really is like that team has so much length. It's just like ugh, like, and then Dinwiddie can pull up from anywhere. So, man, that's a whole nother episode right there, man. Like them boys are right. Them boys are right. So, I mean, it's just like you said to start off that topic, right? With with Kevin Durant and everything he was able to do, it's like you have to feel like they are the favorite because I don't see this landscape in the West that everybody sees, like with the Nuggets mm-hmm. just being the top team or the Clippers. Like there should be no reason why the Clippers don't run through Phoenix if they play them in, in the playoffs. You, well, you, you said so the Clippers run through Phoenix or Phoenix run through the Clippers? Nah, Clippers run through Phoenix. Oh really? You think so? That, I don't. I don't see. I don't know about run through, but I I do feel like Phoenix is a lot more beatable than people. People are like, oh yeah, they're the favorites, and they they're gonna run like the oh. dog mentality that the Clippers have. Yeah. I think that will wear because I think that's what Dallas had when Dallas was able to beat Phoenix. It was just they mm-hmm. had that dog mentality, like Luca, and man, Luca put like don't get me wrong. I'm 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 prepared to die on this hill. It's cool. I, I've talked about it on plenty of other episodes. Luca is good. He puts up numbers. I'm not drinking the Kool Aid though. I'm not buying the Luca hype. <laughs> I feel you, man. Kyrie's been making it look kind of. I mean, they only played like two games, but Kyrie's been making it look kind of like. How far are you? Like, are you really like generational, or are you just like some guy? You like a white guy that can hoop a little bit, and people are just like, like Jokic. Like, like how far you just some white guy that's putting up numbers and people are like, oh wow, you know. But Luca is, but at the same time, no, no, Luca, he he's he yeah, like you say, he puts on. I've seen him really dismantle teams. Like, yeah, and it's just dad. like if Luca yeah. is able to go out and just beat Phoenix like that, like if you get a healthy Kawhi Leonard and Kawhi, it, Kawhi will be the primary defender on Kevin Durant. That will mm-hmm. be must see TV for any anybody yeah. who loves X's and O's. Yeah. Good right. night trying to stop that, right? Because Kevin Durant's yeah. gonna have to go off, but how much can he get? Because I saw it with <laughs> with Boston. Boston had the best game plan to defend Kevin Durant. And make him dribble. They did. They did. Make him dribble. And Ty Lu, Ty Lue is a very good coach. And I think he could probably have some things up his sleeve ready for the Suns. It's just, I mean, you could take out Kevin Durant, but what are you going to do with Devin Booker? And that goes into the whole conundrum, right? Can mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook hold down Devin yeah. Booker when he needs to, right? Or you can put Paul George on him, like. Or you, you can? can? Covington, Powell. See, there you like, go. Okay, okay. Like you feel like Clippers, Clippers got a team. Like, and so, so now you're, you're, you're swaying over to my bones. side when I was like, hey, they might run through them. Like, they might. No, no, you know, I think a six game series. I think a six game series. Off top, six games. Yes, six games. You know what I'm saying? And even that would be running through to me because it's like, it should be seven. Yeah. Yeah, I fact. It should be seven. But you see, they got beat. They got swept by Boston. Well, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown 
you know, they, they're nice. And they got a real good team. Kid and play, man. Go ahead and trademark it. Kid and play. That, oh, that's what I'm going to call them from now on, man. Boston <laughs> got kid and play up there. And they just killing it, man. They're doing it. You know, they go crazy. They got to keep crazy. that tandem together. This is the second. This is like the reincarnation of Antoine Walker and Paul Pierce. Like they have to keep this, these two guys together. I feel like if you move either or, it will hurt their career going forward. Mm. I, I, I think, I think if you move either of them guys out of Boston, it, it's their career will not, their trajectory will not be the same. One of them will take a dip for sure, if not both. But. Man, the the Suns, man, and and man, shout out to former Michigan State Matt Ishbia, who he was a former point guard at Michigan State. Comes in first week on the job, he lands the trade to get Kevin Durant, and his statement on that move was, "It's not just about winning this year; they're going to win again in 27, 29, and thirty one. They're trying to win all the time." He says, "And I quote: I'm not in the planning to win in planning to win phase." I'm in the let's win today phase and let's win tomorrow phase. So a guy who's a former uh, collegiate athlete, collegiate player, being able mm. to land Kevin Durant, like you come in the office like, all right, let me show y'all what I can do. And <laughs> But like you said, and I, I kind of, as we get ready to get out of here, I kind of want to leave off with that thought. That was so lame of Joe Sy to do that like that was so unprofessional i i got why he did it but it's like here it is kyrie irvin has these quote unquote list of teams or destination he wants to go to and let's be honest the better trade package especially if you knew you were going to move kevin durant you could have took russell westbrook on (laughs) you could have got those two first round picks and a young guy from the lakers But you were like, no, we'll do a deal with Dallas. And then they make a statement and tell everybody Kevin Durant is not on the trade market. And two days later, he is traded to Phoenix. He's traded to Phoenix. The team he wanted to go, I want to go to Phoenix. All right, man, we'll we'll do right by you. Right. You cannot make this stuff up. I promise you, you cannot make this stuff up, y'all. Look, it's been real. My guy Jockey has embraced y'all. He is gave y'all his broke down his expertise in nba looking forward to having him back on the pod talk some more hoops talk some more sports man what y'all want to say what you want to say to the listeners before we get out of here yeah i appreciate y'all man i had a great time it's fun i always love talking sports talking life in general so i really appreciate y'all listening having me thank you no doubt no doubt this has been the in and out who's podcast your host l jones We out.